0: guys, Morgan here bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. Before we get started today, I just want to pause, as always, and say if you haven't already subscribed to this channel, please do so. And don't forget to hit the notification bell as well so you never miss out on new material. Also, thank you to all my patrons on Patreon. They are the ones who make it possible for me to give my life to God completely and completely. In this way. So if you have not already done so, I ask that you prayerfully consider becoming a Joy and Hope patron. Go to patreon.com slash Morgan Mueller or click the link below to learn how to do so. And last, if you're listening as a podcast, shout out <laughs> hey there. Um on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you're watching this on YouTube and would like to listen more on the go. On SoundCloud, just search Morgan Mueller like you do here on YouTube. Look for the Joy and Hope logo. And if you're listening on iTunes, search the Joy and Hope podcast. Joy and Hope being all one word. Now, today we're going to talk about when when did great become grandiose. But before we do that, let's go ahead and pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. What is to us, Maria Ego Sum? I am totally yours, Mary. So, since when did great become grandiose? I think in our current culture, we get these two words mixed up, or at least we use them interchangeably. So, when I say I am made for greatness, which is something that Pope Benedict XVI um, once said during his papacy, you were not made for comfort, you were made for greatness. Okay, if I'm made for greatness, what does that look like? For me personally, sometimes I'm I'm tempted to think of something more grandiose. So, for example, I can't just be good at volleyball, I have to be one of the starters. I can't just work at this company. I have to climb the corporate ladder until I am on the top making as much money as possible and contributing in the greatest possible way. Do you see what I mean? I can't just be a good singer and enjoy singing. I have to go on American Idol and win or I'm not worth anything. If you've seen the musical Wicked, there is a part where the two main characters, Elphaba and Glenda are talking to each other and Glenda is kind of making fun of Elphaba. She's like, you're having visions of grandeur. And so often we have this illusion, I think, in our minds that in order to be great or to do great things, even great things for God, It, in fact, has to be this grandiose thing. I can't just be content to live in a convent my entire life like St. Therese, or if so, then I have to end up like writing a bunch of stuff in secret so that one day people remember me and I become some great saint. I can't just be content to live in a cloistered convent my entire life and love Jesus. I have to be the next Mother Teresa. I have to move to Calcutta and start working with the poorest of the poor. Or... If you're like a guy and it's like JP two is this huge father figure in the church. And it's like, I have to be the next Pope or I have to be a priest and I have to maybe be a missionary and travel the world preaching and teaching about Jesus to people. And it's like, all of those things are good, but they are gifts from God. And those things are not automatically what greatness really entails. Speaking of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, she and St. Teresa of Lisieux were both really big in doing little things with great love. Meaning that it's really the little things in fact that are the great things. For example, maybe you're a mom and what you are being called to do that is great today is just wake up in the wee hours of the morning when your child is screaming and take care of them or maybe it's not like a baby that needs you but your kid is 14 years old they have the flu and they're in the bathroom throwing up and you have to go be with them when in reality you want to be far away from that situation you don't want to be holding their hair back but You are because that is what you're being called to do. That is that is your call to greatness in that moment. Maybe you are in college or maybe you're in school elsewhere and one of your classmates is just really struggling and the subject material tends to come pretty easily to you. Maybe in that moment, your call to greatness is to go outside of your comfort zone, especially if you're introverted. This is not an excuse for you. Maybe in that moment, your call to greatness is to go up to that person and be like, hey, I'm sorry if like I'm out of line. I just, I feel like you're struggling and I would love to offer to help you out, like if that would be something you're interested in. If not, and like you're good to go, gold, but like I'm here if you need me. Or maybe your call to greatness is simply you are on a walk or a run And your call to greatness is every time you pass someone to wave or at least to smile. And if you're really (laughs) embracing that call, maybe to say hi or good morning and do the wave and do the smile. I know some days that's asking a lot, actually. But if we think about it, it really is the little things. Waking up to your alarm clock on the first ring not even having to be told to take the trash out by your mom, but just doing it because you see that it's overflowing and you want to help out, emptying the dishwasher without being asked. Great does not equate grandiose. I was on a retreat my senior year of college and our chaplain, Father Simon Baker, he was giving a little talk during the retreat about how I think his aunt and uncle, maybe grandma and grandpa, sorry father if I'm fuzzy on the details, but I think he was saying that someone in his family, the guy specifically met, we're just gonna go with the aunt and uncle example. So his uncle met um, his aunt when they were younger. She was just the girl next door and they fell in love. And father was saying how back then it just seemed simpler. Um, It's not that his uncle settled because this girl next door was good enough. It was that she was good enough in the sense that she has created good and Just because she is a good person, like a cool person. She doesn't have to be the funniest person in the room. She doesn't have to be the most eccentric person around or the center of attention. She doesn't have to be good at sports or X, Y, and Z. She doesn't have to check all these boxes. She is good enough just the way she is. And he deemed she was worth dying for. They fell in love, they got married, and they've been married for, I don't know, like 40-something years now, he said. He was telling us that God puts people in our lives for a reason. And it's so often, especially as young people, we are tempted to overanalyze everything nowadays, over-discern, overthink. He said even so many young men have come to his monastery wanting to be a monk or at least wanting to discern that vocation, but they find one thing wrong. Maybe it's the prayer routine, or maybe it's the dining hall that the monks eat in. Like it might be one little thing. And instead of choosing to love the monastery as a whole, because their heart feels at home there every other in every other area, it's like this one thing that ruins it for them. And they're like, I'm gonna keep trying, I'm gonna keep searching. When in reality, he's like, there's no such thing as a perfect person that you're gonna end up with. There's no such thing as a perfect monastery, convent, cloister, what have you. Yes, yes, sometimes we shouldn't date a certain person because our conscience, if formed properly, Is telling us this person is not a good person for you. They are just not like that's an invitation to pray for them, love them from afar, but like it is not going to be healthy for you to be with them. Or maybe some guy did show up to the monastery. Maybe he did want to become a monk there and it wasn't perfect, but he liked it. And the order told him no. Those things are different. I'm talking about whenever we're searching for that. Grandiose illusion of greatness rather than just recognizing what the Lord has placed in front of us this day, because that is where our invitation to greatness truly lies in the present moment. I want to share one more thing. Um, someone very close to me who I love so, so much, um, multiple people actually. Um, at least one person in my family that's coming to mind, at least one really close friend I grew up with. Like, I just remember them telling me like, Morgan, I just, I just see you doing great things someday. Like, I just see you doing great things for God and praise God. That's amazing. But in my mind, I, I did. I, I felt like I had to do some sort of grandiose Thing to measure up to these people's expectations. It's like, I have to travel the world and become a missionary, or I have to forsake everything to become a sister and a missionary. I have to do this or that. And it's like, at the end of the day, those things aren't necessarily the things that God is calling me to do for him. They're not the things that I desire to do for him more often than not lately. (laughs) Honest to goodness, it's just been the little things like, I'm going to take out the trash because it's Wednesday and I'm going to do the dishes right now because they are dirty and in the sink. And that is what I feel like I'm supposed to do today. And in those moments, I believe I am doing great things for God, not because they're grandiose actions, They're small actions, but when they're done with great love, they equal greatness. So I just invite you to consider who is the Lord placed in front of you today to love? What has he put in front of you to do for him? Because those are the things that in his eyes make His children, great like Him. He never asked us to do anything grandiose. And always for His greater glory. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If this was a message that you needed to hear today, please go ahead, give this video a thumbs up so I know what hopefully to make more of in the future. If you had anyone come to mind while you were watching this video, please share it with them, whether on social media or just a quick text or email. Maybe this is a message that the Lord put on my heart that they need to hear today and you are gonna be the messenger. Let this be your moment of greatness today. It'll take two seconds and maybe one click at best. Um, and yeah, I just hope that this really helps and I'm happy that y'all were here with me today. So God bless you and until next time. Thanks so much for joining us today on the joy and hope podcast where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope time bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful hopeful lives so please consider supporting us thanks so much for being here today god bless and see you next time